Hey there, this is Chris Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and this is episode 404 of the WCHL podcast. We're finally talking about games, games, lots of games, not just a handful of games, lots of games. And on the other end of the line, I have my cohort in crime, my partner, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew Majorkirth, say hello to the masses. Hello to the masses. How's everybody doing? Yeah, let's. How's everybody doing? Is we're doing great. We've got hockey to talk about. Woohoo! Let's hear some uh, crunchy guitar. We'll come back and let's uh, dig into some weekend action that we just had in the WCHL. Hold on. Andrew, Andrew, we had this is this is a great week. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten games this weekend to talk about. Last time we only how had about, two. How about that? And and how about how about you and I? Ten games this weekend, and we saw three of the ten. So we were <laughs> shooting, we're shooting what almost thirty three percent of the games we got to witness firsthand. Well, those were live and in person. Yeah, we saw. I yeah. saw. Let's see. I saw one, two, three, four, five. I saw five more via via the internets. Yeah. So yeah. A, not, what not, a great what a great weekend, right? Not, not too shabby. Uh, but three hey, three games in person. Three games in person. But before that, Andrew, I heard you've had a fun time. Before we hopped on the microphones here, <laughs> you have a like a brush with greatness. I understand. You now you know right now. I'm stumbling over my words because you scared me by telling me this before. <laughs> Jeez, this topic scares the bejesus out of me. You now, you now have another title that you can add to your director of ice procurement and lead pom-pom cheerleader for the University of Oklahoma Hockey and assistant general manager of the ranking of the OU Hockey Program. You now are the lead snake killer at Casa de Majorkirth. I am I am the I am the new snake wrangling extraordinaire in my neighborhood. Ugh, what happened? So not, o- so not only do my fine neighbors get to sit here and watch me in my open windows do this amazing podcast, they can also <laughs> they can also sit in their driveways and sip on some suds and watch me wrangle snakes in my front yard also. What are we <laughs> talking about here? So, doing a little yard work this evening before we got on here and uh out mowing my front yard and I and I ran into a swarm of little baby snakes. If you call them a swarm, I don't know what you call them when there's when they're all huddled together. I call them dead because that's what they are right now. Oh my goodness! So my my lawnmower was victorious in running over two of the little snakes and and one of them got away from me. But I am sure when I uh, go to finish up my yard work tomorrow evening that I will I will catch him at some point with my weed eater and uh, put him out of his misery also. Andrew, you know that where there are little snakes, that means there's a big snake nearby. The, uh, I've, my wife has uh, informed me of this, <laughs> so oh. I tried to I've tried to play it off to her that there is no big snake around, but <laughs> we, we will see. <laughs> well, when I was a little when I was a little boy, Andrew, I I asked my parents, where, "Mommy, Daddy, where do baby snakes come from?" And uh, they told me they come from big mama snakes and big daddy snakes. So watch out. Yep. 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 I am, I am, not, a, I am not a fan of the snakes, but I am, I am not as deathly afraid of it as my wife is. I'm, 
I'm <laughs> fully expecting to come home from work tomorrow and see a for sale sign in front of our of our new house here. So I, I'll be, I'm sure I'll be packing it up and uh, coming to you live from another pod room here within a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm telling you, now don't all those granola folks that are out there out of the 11 listeners, don't worry about Andrew and how he myrtleized these snakes. Okay. Because yeah, snakes, you know, the only good snake is a dead snake. Uh, in my opinion, I know they eat, you know, yeah. vermin and bugs and all that kind of stuff. But uh, in my opinion, the only good snake is a dead one. And if you had to get it with your lawnmower or if you had to grab it with your hands and tear it to pieces, or if you stabbed yeah. it to death with a hoe that, or something, I, who cares as long as it's dead. Yeah, that's with with having a little girl running around outside playing and all that. The uh, I would prefer to keep the snakes away from the house if it was up to me. Yeah, I was afraid when you were telling me this story before we before we got on the air. I was afraid you were going to tell me that you ran into a, a pile of fire ants. I thought, oh no, that's that's terrible. Those things never go away. Well, I I did run into a pile of chiggers this summer as I was as I was vacationing in Arkansas and. Uh, <laughs> That that was that was not pleasant. My uh, my father in law and I ran into these triggers together, and it was not pleasant. I can tell you that. Oh my goodness! All right, Andrew. Hey, <laughs> we're glad that you survived. We're glad that you <laughs> yeah. have have survived this attack of the killer snakes, and that you made it back with your machete in hand to your I, pod room, so you can wrangle the ten games that occurred this past week in the WCHL. Hard to believe that the 2019 season is already here and we've already started playing games. We're, it is here and we're in full swing, right? There were, uh, yeah, we're in full swing is right. We had um, uh, two games on Thursday night. We had, uh, blah, 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 blah. here I am trembling. You got me all bum fuzzled with this snake I've got, business. I've got, I've got you all rattled here, don't I? Got them rattled, though. <laughs> listen to you. Oh, boy. Yikes. <laughs> You're going to be throwing out the snake puns. I like it. Uh, on Thursday, we had Maryville University, the Saints from Maryville University. They came down to Edmond, Oklahoma to play UCO. Maryville is a brand new team to Division One this season. They play in the conference known as MCH, Midwest College Hockey. And uh, not only am I the commissioner for the WCHL, I'm also helping the guys out in the MCH. So I know a little bit about Maryville. They're coached by John Hogan, who used to play at uh, Arizona and who uh, was an assistant coach at Arizona for a season or two. And now he's back home in St. Louis and he's starting up this Maryville program. So it was good to see John. Yeah. Andrew, tell us about Thursday night. You know, it was, uh, we didn't really know what to expect going into it. You and I, we, we rode up there together and watched the game and, uh, you know, first period rolls out and it was all UCO. The ice was the ice was very tilted in UCO's favor. And they were they were all over Maryville. Didn't seem like Maryville could really uh get the puck out of the zone to save their life. And UCO just kind of poured it on and kept pouring it on. And I will give credit to uh Maryville's goalie. He stood on his head and kept a minute. Yes, he and did. I believe what a what was it? One nothing after the first period, I believe, something like that. It was one 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 tied one to one yeah. after one. Yeah, it was yeah, I was gonna say one one, right? So, yep. And then, uh, and then I thought when they came out in the second, I thought UCO. We talked a little bit about it. UCO kind of got away from their game plan a little bit, and you know, got distracted by the referees and some different things like that, and kind of let Maryville stay in the game and stuck around. And and Maryville ended up two to one after the second period. 
And then you you mentioned it while we were standing there waiting on the Zamboni, and you know, like Coach McAllister is going to be in there wringing some necks and and herding the troops and getting them ready to, for the finish out this third period. And sure enough, they came out and like gangbusters, right? And and took it to Maryville in that third period. And uh, well, they I think they had two power play goals, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, and a shorty, and, and ended up in a yeah, in a shorthanded goal, and then they. And then they pumped in an empty netter to, to make it a 5-2 game. But you know what? I I would give credit. You know, I, I I give a round of applause to the Maryville goaltender. I thought he stood on his head all night, even though even though they ended up getting four goals past him. But, you know, the kid played his heart out, and he, he kept a minute for sure. And uh, I thought Maryville played an excellent game, and I was very surprised at what they brought. They, Maryville uh, was impressive. UCO. Um you know, once they started uh, getting their legs under them and focused on playing hockey and not on uh, fighting officials, um, they they were they were just as impressive. The Maryville goaltender is named, I believe, is Aaron Romerel Romerel R O M E R I L, um, and he has he has one of those Duck Dynasty beards going on, and he, <laughs> yes, he does. He must have stopped sixty shots that night. Yeah, he was he was definitely the star of the game for them. I mean, he stood on a set, and he was back there. He was tired in the third period, and um, you know it, the 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 tying goal they had a Maryville was up two to one. The tying goal was a was a trickler that uh, just snuck in. It kind of bounced over his pads, and he had it, but he yeah. let it go. And it was once you saw UCO tie the game up two two, the 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 floodgates kind of opened up and. Well, as you said, Andrew, the 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 play was all in the uh, Maryville defensive zone, the UCO offensive zone, and the UCO was just peppering the poor guy with, uh, yeah, he pucks, and they they got two more past him, and then they got an empty netter to make it a five to two win for UCO. Maryville was, well, what, what would you call that? I guess a moral victory. I would say that, yeah, because you know you come in, you're playing a team that's won a couple national championships, and that's always that's been around at the top there for a couple of seasons now. So, you know, you're up against it playing a team like that. And you go in and you, and you hang with me, you have them down two to one going into the third period with a chance to win the hockey game. So I would say that was a very big moral victory for the Maryville team. And it was also, uh, I'm sure it accomplished what, what coach McAllister wanted at UCO, which is he got the win, but he also, there's an, those guys saw enough flaws that uh, he can chew on them all week long. And yes, you know, to, to improve their game. They're not, you know, that, that was a closer game than a five to two, uh, UCO win. Yes. The, yep. Yeah. The score, the score is definitely not a, uh, cover for what the game was, yep, right? Yep. It was. So he's, he's got plenty of stuff where he can chew on them all. We can get their attention. So that ought to be, uh, that ought to be interesting to see how UCO does, uh, in their upcoming games, if they're a little bit crisper and if they focus on playing hockey and less with uh, arguing with about, uh, yeah, whistles and calls and i and i think if they if they stay away from all that stuff and and play the game and play and use their speed and their talent look like what they can i think they'll be dangerous this season because oh, yeah. you know, when, when they play hockey they they look really really good there in the third period yeah they're that top line of theirs is is fast and can can probably play just about with anybody out there so i would I would say if they can stay away from the from the referee action and just play the game, I think they'll be pretty tough this year. Yep. The other game on Thursday night was up in Fort Collins, um, Midland University. The Warriors from Midland, they're out of uh, Nebraska. I think they're just north of Lincoln somewhere. Yeah, I think it's north of Lincoln. 
uh, Fre- I think so, yeah, it's yeah. Fremont, Nebraska is where it is. And uh, they went into the fort and um, played uh, CSU on a Thursday night. That game turned, it went to a shootout. How about that? Yeah, how about how about our boys from from Colorado State? There it was a uh, it was a two to one shootout victory for Midland, um, CSU. I got to see the last period of that game uh, after we got home. See, uh, Midland had a one to nothing lead for most of the game. CSU pulled the goaltender with about two minutes left and tied the game with uh, a minute to go, fifty one seconds, I think, is uh, to be exact, and went to a shootout. And they had the CSU boys. Sometimes they were their own worst enemy uh, because they had a uh, they gave away a power play with a minute forty to go in overtime. So uh, here in the ACHA, we already play three on three overtime, and um, w- when you get a power play, that makes it a four on three. They don't they don't you know make it three on two. And that maybe that'd be more exciting. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah, Midland had some chances there to tie it, but Joe Morgan stood tall in the net for the Rams and uh, brought it to a shootout. It went four uh, shooters deep before the a Midland. Uh, I, I forget the number. Uh, the Midland fella scored. Um, the thing that's yeah. and, and so they won it. Midland won two to one um, over CSU, but you know. I think that had to be a decent, uh, again, a little moral victory for CSU. This is their first game. They're playing Midland, yeah. who's a pretty decent little team. They're out of the MCH as well. So I know a little bit about Midland. Um, but, uh, yeah, for not not a bad showing for those guys. Yeah, I would say uh, if you're Colorado State, I would say that's a good game right there. You took it to a shootout. You, had, you gave yourself a chance to win and just came up a little bit short. But I think that's a good little building block to go into the season here. I tell you what, number twenty nine for Colorado State. I don't know his num his name just yet. Um, he came down and Andrew. He pulled one of those. Um, he was in the shootout. He was the second shooter in the shootout. He comes down, gets the puck at center ice, and then goes wide right like TJ Oshie, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he crosses in front of the Midland goal, but he puts a stick between. He does the stick between the legs and shoot it back um, and flip it back. Yeah, flip it back. Oh, and he had him. He had him, but he hit the post. Oh, come on. Oh, I know. So second shooter, I mean, had that thing gone in and it was a, nobody was expecting it. Nobody was expecting it. And yeah. had that thing gone in, oh my goodness, that would have been, uh, what a steal of a game that would have been. But instead it hit the post with goalie's best friend yeah. and Midland walks away with the shootout with victory. So uh, that's... yeah, <sighs> kind of a bummer, but yeah. uh, you know, a good start. So I will give a little kudos to the to the guys there at Midland. I don't. I'm sure none of them listen to this, but you know, I was rooting around <laughs> looking for stuff this afternoon, and I and I stumbled across their Twitter account. And I'll give it to those guys. They they put some time and effort into it. They've got some pretty cool little graphics and all that that they do for uh, on Twitter and their social media. So just a quick little quick little shout out to those guys for that. <laughs> so it's, very nice. Yeah, we've been. We've been messing with that with OU and all that. So I, I saw that and, and I noticed it and I was like, oh, I need to mention that because that's that's good work on somebody's part for putting that stuff together. Yeah. See, now it all makes sense. You're looking to steal for Oklahoma. Now yeah, yeah. yeah. When, you, when you see, when we take that and just change the colors of it, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's switch over here to Friday night. Friday night, we had four games. Let's start with a game that I did not get to see and I don't think you did either. It was Missouri State at Illinois State up in uh, Bloomington, Illinois. Bloomington, Illinois. Illinois State, Illinois State is also in the MCH. Missouri State is in the WCHL. 
Illinois State came away on Friday night with a 6-2 to two win over the Ice Bears. I did not see that game. Andrew, did you see that game? I did not see that game. All right. Well, that's good. So we don't need to talk about it very much other yep. than Illinois State beat them 6-2. to two. There you go. The um, uh, Midland went down I-25, and they're, uh, they played Friday night at Colorado at the CU Rec Center in Boulder. And Midland won the game 8-4 to four over the Buffs in the Buffs' first home game of the season. And did you get to see any of that game, Andrew? I did not see that one either. Well, there you go. I got to see a little bit of it. It was four oh, to four boy. after two periods. And in the third period, uh, CU just kind of collapsed to Midland, went on a run and scored four goals. Yeah, I saw that. So, in the, I saw that in the score sheet and I was like, ah, that's a tough way to tough way to drop a game if you have it tied going into the third, right? Yep. And then you yep. Come Mid- out. Mid- yep. Midland has this kid that uh, number 40, last name is Sanko. I only know that because it was so close to Sanka. Um and uh, man, that kid can play. And I think he had his hand in almost all 12 goals scored, uh, eight for Midland and four for CU. He's, mm-hmm. he's a pretty damn good player. Huh. So, yeah. All right. And then um, UNLV, uh, the Skating Rebels, coming off a sweep of Colorado at home the week before, they traveled down to Tempe to take on Arizona State. The new look Arizona State Sun Devils. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they played on Friday night at Oceanside, scenic Oceanside, the, the coldest rink in all of America. <laughs> I was going to say the coldest rink in America, right? <laughs> yeah, man. You, you know, you got to love it. The coldest rink in America in the in the, in the, the hottest the place in America. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, but hey, how about this? Arizona State comes away with a three to one win over the Rebs. I thought that Not was pretty damn good. I think that is actually fantastic for those guys. Because uh, mm-hmm. we've seen UNLV. We saw them at Nationals um, just a few months ago back in March. And uh, UNLV is a decent little hockey team, I feel like. And uh, for ASU to, to come out on a 3-1 victory with those guys, I feel like that's a great way for those guys to get it started. Heck of a start for ASU, and it's good. I know that Coach Green is very excited about his team and about the uh, the, the, the level of talent. I know he thinks that they could be a sleeper here in the conference uh, for this upcoming season, and that's a uh, that's a great start. You know, UNLV has a ton, or they, they they promote that they have a ton of talent. Yeah, um, and they do. I mean, let's let's not lie. I mean, Jared Turcotte's a good little player, and they've got some other uh, good little players on that team. But uh, for ASU to uh, you know hold serve and basically uh, it was a three to it was a two to nothing game, and uh, ASU got a. Got a third goal to make it three to nothing. About a minute later, UNLV scored to make it three to one, and that's how it ended. Yeah, um, you would, ASU, but ASU just dominated. And you would and you would think that UNLV maybe had a little bit of swagger in their step coming into that game because that what they they come off of a big come from behind uh, win the night before with Grand Canyon. So, yep. you know they you know you, you'd think they'd have a little bit of swagger to their step rolling into that one, and for US, UCO or UCO Arizona State to. <laughs> to come in there and handle the business and come out with a win. Good for those guys. Great for those guys. Pop the UNLV's balloon and uh, yeah, awesome for ASU. All right, Andrew, here's the, here's the game on Friday night that I know you want to talk about. Maryville <laughs> came down Interstate 35. They played at Andrew's team at Oklahoma. It was a five to nothing Sooners victory over poor, helpless Maryville. Andrew, go ahead and tell us all about it. Well, I don't feel like that uh, the 
the team we saw Thursday night in Maryville wasn't the same team that we saw show up on Friday. I don't think it was a five nothing win, and I didn't. I never really got the feeling that Maryville was really in it from the get go. Right? They yeah. uh, they had their they had their backup goaltender in, and they just came out flat. No, you jumped all over them, and anytime you thought that they kind of had a chance of getting back in it, OU's goaltender feel bad was just kind of there to to steal a puck or to to make a save that he that he probably shouldn't have or, you know, sliding across the crease and grabbing grabbing a puck out of the air and stuff like that. So I kind of felt like any chance they had of getting back in, there was a couple of them that he just kind of stole that momentum right away from them and and oh you just kind of rolled over them and went on to the next day. Oh, you jumped out to a quick three to nothing lead in the first period, and that was a uh, quite a difference. It was like three to nothing ten minutes into the game, which was yeah, quite was a quick. difference from the night before when uh, uh, Maryville was hanging around with UCO two to one after forty minutes. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, as you said, uh, uh, they had a freshman goaltender in that, and uh, down three to nothing uh, before you blink. Yeah, the game was over, and Maryville yeah, was, was uh, just watching the clock run down. It was, yeah. And I did. And they kind of came out flat. And I don't think they, I don't know if that was just from kind of a letdown from the night before, almost, almost went in the game on Thursday night or what. But I thought it was kind of a tale of two different teams on what we saw. Yep. Yep. But hey, give credit to Oklahoma. They, uh, they went out there and, and scored five and, uh, you know, shots were two to one. So let's not make Bab out to be, uh, you know, he, he's, he yeah, wasn't run, run Hextall just yet. Not um, yet. No. Yeah, but uh, he wasn't wasn't Dominic Hasek just yet. But um, you know, he he shot him out, and you gotta you have to be happy with a clean sheet, especially to open the uh, open the season. So there we it's go. Good, There's Friday good. night. Then we went on to Saturday. So, come on, Andrew, we'll just start right up where we left off. Maryville at <laughs> Oklahoma for Saturday in the afternoon. Uh, a seven to two Oklahoma win, but it's yep. uh, it, it was. It was it was a close game for quite a bit until a yeah, big well, event happened. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. wasn't as lopsided as what the score sounds. They Maryville started their uh, number one goaltender, that Aaron Romero, or however you. Sorry for butchering his name there. And I thought, you know, really, I thought first five minutes of the game, Maryville was kind of all over OU. OU was kind of on their heels and kind of playing back a little bit, and Maryville popped in a goal with like what four and a half minutes into the game or something like that and yep. i was i was sitting there and i was thinking like well we're we're in for one here tonight and next thing you know OU takes it pretty quick off the draw there and within a few minutes or so and pops it and ties it into ties it at one and then uh they got another one just right after that real quick and and got on top and then they they never really kind of looked back but we have to and he's talking about that big event um you know that Aaron Romer, Romero, or however we say his name. <laughs> I'm just going to let you butcher his name, okay? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm probably butchering. And if he's listening or somebody knows him's listening, well, I, I'm sorry for doing that. But yeah, it was midway through the second, he uh, took a puck right between the eyeballs, right in his forehead, and and knocked him out. He was he was out for a few seconds there, and they uh, they picked him up off the ice, and we helped him get him to the locker room and all that, and. I guess he's got a some kind of uh, I don't know on the scale of concussions, but he was he was out of it to say the least. And they brought their big goaltender. The kid's like what is he six seven or six eight? He was I mean, a giant. Oh, the kid's massive. The kid was massive. Yep. And then you put and him on skates. Then you put him on skates. The kid was huge. And and I was thinking like you know if you're throw all the pucks at at the net and and 
get a couple quick goals here, but you know what? The kid kind of stood stood on the setback there for a few minutes, made made some good saves and and kept him in it for a little bit, and then oh, you just kind of chiseled away at him and and ended up with a seven two victory. Yeah, it was three to two Oklahoma at the time, and um, I think it was uh, I, I, Isaac Bossy. I think just let a ripper go from yeah. the uh, like the top of the circles, and it hit uh, Romerel right in the square in the forehead. The puck went straight up in the air. He was out flat, yeah. cold on the ice. Yeah, there's a question as to whether or not the referee should have called the uh, called the play dead or not. Um. They didn't, and Oklahoma scored while the kid was late, literally laying down in the crease. So it went four to Oklahoma, yeah. and, um, uh, and and yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm not going to question the officials. They did what they did. Um, you know, when when the helmets when the when the goaltender helmet comes off, it's, an, it's supposed to be an immediate whistle. Um, right. It was kind of a almost immediate whistle when that happened on Thursday night in the in the UCO game. It was like the officials that, you know, didn't, they were like, Ooh, do we have to blow the whistle? Well, yeah, we do. But, uh, on, on Saturday, uh, when, uh, when Romero went down, um, it had, I had it been me, I would have, I, I thought the whistle should have been blown dead. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, because if, you know, if, if anyone's going to shoot the puck, they got to shoot it right over them or into them. Yeah, and the kid's out cold yeah. on the ice. And it kind of, it kind of went straight up in there, right. And kind of came back down. So it was kind of a little, Everybody just kind of converged on the net there, and it's kind of a kind of a hectic moment. But yep, it's kind of it's kind of scary, you know. We sit here and talk about these games and talk about these kids playing and and all that, and have a lot of fun with it. But when you see stuff like that happening, you see a kid take a puck right to the forehead, and then he and then he lays out flat on the ice, not moving. It's it's it makes it for kind of a scary moment there, right? Very so, very scary. Both trainers yeah, came out there, and he he's he was eventually okay. I mean, they got him off yeah. the ice. He brought him to immediately to the locker room where. You know, we were on standby to uh, make a hospital run really quick. Thankfully, we didn't need to do that. Um, and and he came out for the beginning of the third period to sit with his uh, with his teammates in the stands. Uh, so in in he was, you know, he he was there. He was he, you couldn't he wasn't woozy or anything. He was asking yeah. questions. He was you can still tell he was kind of stunned, but yeah, um, he was he was cogent enough to ask some uh, serious questions and not, you know, ask for jello or anything. So <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he's okay. And hopefully he has a quick recovery and he, and he can get back in the pipes here yep. pretty shortly. Right. Yep. Let's hope. But um, so Oklahoma wins that game seven to two uh, out in the desert. Uh, UNLV got revenge on Arizona state. Uh, they won the uh, Saturday evening uh, affair four to two over the sun devils. It was a uh, it was a, a it was a closer game than than four to two. It was uh, three to two, and then they finally uh, ASU once ASU got the the second goal to make it a three to two game. Then UNLV scored about three or four minutes later to make it four to two, and then they had to hang on for dear life because ASU was coming and they were putting a lot of pressure on the UNLV net. So uh, uh, ASU splits the weekend with uh, UNLV, which is not bad. UNLV is ranked thirteenth in the nation, and ASU is right outside the top twenty-five, probably around twenty-seven. So a good yeah, so, good start for them. Yeah, great weekend for those guys. Yep. Illinois State hosted Missouri State on Saturday uh, evening, and uh, Mo State got them back. It was uh, a six to four Ice Bears victory over the Redbirds up in Bloomington, Illinois, and. Um, 
uh, our friendly, uh, uh, the freshman of the year last year in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, Nikita Salnikov, uh, scored a gazillion goals, apparently. Uh, I know he scored, <laughs> yeah. I think he scored the fifth goal, the game-winning goal. It was tied 4-4 um, uh, late in the third. Well, no, I shouldn't say late in the third, kind of midway through the third. And then Salnikov comes down and scores, and then they got another one to uh, just ice the game away. And uh, so Mo State splits the weekend up there with Illinois State with the Redbirds. So that's uh, that's pretty good. I, I know I know Coach Law is probably uh, disgusted that he lost the first game to those guys. Yeah, he's probably wishing he had both of them, right? But, you know, I mean, considering what, what Missouri State's gone through in terms of ice availability, I'd say that's a pretty decent weekend. They had, you know, they had their – their their plant their ice plant at the Jordan Valley Ice Park went down, and so they brought in a backup uh, to power the thing. And damned if the backup didn't go down. So while they were on the ice, while they were on the ice, so while they're skating, you know the stuff the the ice is becoming mush, and so yeah, you can, yeah they haven't had ice for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, that that makes it tough. I mean, you can do all the off ice stuff you want and all the team building stuff you want, right? Yep. But there's something to be said for just getting on the ice and skating and, and becoming a cohesive unit, right? There you go. Timing and knowing where your partner's going to be, knowing where your line mate's going to be. Yeah. yeah that, that makes it tough. They had four, I think they had four and a half practices, if you count the, the half, the when, when the ice actually yeah. went down. The ice is melting up. Yeah. So four and a half uh, practices before they went up to Bloomington. So, hey, a split with um, Illinois State. Illinois State's somewhere in the 25-30 range. Um, Missouri State's ranked 15, so uh, you know, not bad for not having an awful lot of ice. Yeah. So, and then the last game on Saturday was back up in Boulder at the CU Rec Center, uh, Midland, uh, playing their third game in three days at color in Colorado, and Midland uh, sweeps the weekend. That was a four to three Colorado win, but uh, I mean, oh, I take that back. It was a four to three Midland win over Colorado, but Colorado. Yeah. Um, Colorado gave them a run for their money there at the end. It was, uh, it, it was pretty tight. The, you know, the buffs tried almost had a chance, a couple of chances to tie it up late. I would, you know, four to three is, you know, they had them tied. What was it? Tied four, four on Saturday or Friday night going into the third period. So, That's right. you know, Colorado was right there with them all weekend. And, you know, so they, they, you know, they go over two, but. Really, they weren't uh, they weren't that far off from from getting a couple of these games here. For so I think it, yep. you know, I think it's a good little building stone for those guys, right? With everything they've had going on this off season with the coaching and all that, uh, I think that's a good little building stone for those guys up there to to work off of and and move forward. That's, right? That's exactly what I was just going to say. Is that um, that was a good. I, I thought a, a good weekend for those guys, uh, probably except for the third period on Friday night. Uh, especially after all they'd been through with losing not one, but two head coaches over the summer and finding their uh, current head coach, you know, uh, literally weeks before uh, tryouts and uh, before games get going. So, uh, you know, I got to figure the buffs, well, they'll, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good little team. They'll, they'll get it together and, and they'll make a run at things here. They got to find, you know, they've scored, uh, scored four goals in a loss, scored three goals in a loss. Um, I know their goaltending, um, Grant Payne, uh, was was he split time last year uh, for uh, for CU, and he, it seems like he's played all four games right now for CU. The two at UNLV and the two versus Midland. Um, he'll need to uh, he'll need to batten down the hatches a little bit to you know if if 
give his team a chance. If they're going to score four goals for yeah. him, you need to uh, be able to stop uh, stop some of those. So hope, hopefully yeah. he'll get a yeah. little bit better and, um, you know, get some defense in front of him as well to, to help out. But, uh, yeah, well, very good. So 10 games down. Wow. That's a lot of jibber-jabbering by us, huh? That is a lot. 32 minutes of just absolute jibber-jabber that these people are <laughs> – <laughs> hey, let's listen to the Caddyshack horn. We'll take a quick intermission break, and we'll be right back. We Andrew's got a uh, a new little feature that we're going to get into. So hold on, let's hear the horn. We'll be right back. All righty, we're back, Andrew. I understand you have a new feature that you're going to do every week here for the WCHL podcast. Why don't you tell the masses? what you have up your sleeve so every week now when we do this podcast i am going to start listing out my three stars of the week or the past weekend whatever you want to call it andrew's three stars of the week and now help me out are you restricting these to just wchl players or are you going to will it or do you want to limit yourself to just that or are you going to go no matter you know you can give it to you know someone from another team if you if you want i am i'm gonna stick right now i'm gonna limit myself to just being wchl teams all righty all righty well hey uh, i think we have enough horses in the in the league that i don't think we should have a problem with coming up with three stars of the week with all <laughs> these guys right well, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think we've got uh, with with seven pretty darn good teams. I think we've got more than enough players to fill yeah. out your three stars. But I, I also I, I had to ask, had to ask. Yeah. I want to I want to set the ground rules now so that we know later on that you know if you decide to give uh, the goaltender from uh, Eastern Handkerchief State, you know, a, a star of the week, we're going to say, hold on, Andrew, foul two minutes in the box for you. Yeah, you yeah. Know, no, we're we're so. going we're going straight WCHL. Hey, All right. Well, let, let's get after it. Who is that? We'll go in reverse order. So who is your number three star of the week for the WCHL? I'm going to go. My number three star of the week is Vitaly Mikhailov from UCO. Okay. Number 19, a freshman. Freshman. So he had, he had two goals on Thursday and watching him, we've watched him. I've watched him play a little bit of juniors and all that. And the kid can absolutely fly. And he can he can snipe the puck, so good little good little way to start for him with two goals on the evening. All right, so Mikhailov from UCO is the number three star for Andrew. Andrew, tell us the number two star. The number two star, I'm going to go with Nikita Salnikov from Missouri State with three goals I'm, on the weekend. I'm sensing a Russian uh, uh, development here. Yeah, yeah. So. Mikhailov number three, Salnikov number two. So what? What? How many goals did he have over the weekend? He had three goals on the weekend. Wow! Yeah, very, cool. very nice. I know. I know that he had the game winner on. Uh, I believe he had the game winner on uh, Saturday night over Illinois State. So okay. So Salnikov. So Mikhailov Salnikov. Is there another Russian in the Western Collegiate League? Is that where we're going here for the number one star yeah. of the weekend? Was it uh, obstruction and coercion with the with the Russians? That's they've <laughs> they've made it all the way down to our three stars of the WCHL. They have, oh no, they oh, have no. nothing else to do with their time, so they they're they're messing with the WCHL now. No, I'm <laughs> the, the number one star of the weekend. I am going with Hunter Lane from OU. 
Hunter Lane, a, a pure American name, not a Russian. Yeah. Tell us what Mr. Lane did. So he had two goals on Friday night, and he had two goals again on Saturday. So he was really he was he was right in the thick of things all all weekend for his team. So I would with that performance, we give him the kudos of being the number one star. The fourth four goals gets you the number one star of the week from Andrew Majorkarth. I love it. We'll have to get we'll have to get Hunter a little certificate or something that you can sign off and present it to him, right? Yeah, we'll we'll get something made up and and send out to these guys because I'm sure they're just sitting around pining waiting for it, right? <laughs> I would have. Uh, I, I, these are your stars of the game, not mine. Um, I but I would have uh, let let's give some honorable mention to Bronson Moore, the goaltender at Arizona State. Uh, I thought he played a hell of a game on uh, both nights. Uh, but especially on the uh, Friday night three to one win over UNLV, and then you had mentioned that there was a kid on the Oklahoma. See, you you just focus on Oklahoma so much. <laughs> um, there was a kid on Oklahoma that had like uh, I don't know four or five points in one game. Yeah, I looking at the score sheet. Um, Charles Jolly had five points on Saturday night, goal and four assists. But that was more of a I thought the I thought Hunter Lane from OU he two goals Friday two goals Saturday I felt like that was more consistent weekend for him so that's how he that's how I went with him pretty pretty good pretty good all right so Hunter Lane Nikita Salnikov and help me out with Mikhailov's first name uh, Vitali Vitali okay all right interesting very good all right the first three stars of the week for Andrew are in the books that's pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, we just have to make sure, Andrew, let's set some more ground rules. Oklahoma, unless they just go undefeated, they can't win the first star of the week every week, okay? Well, you can't I'll, shake I'll the be, pom-poms and be blatant about it. Well, I mean, I think you introduced this to the masses as Andrew's three stars of the week, didn't you? I did. I did indeed. Uh-oh, you're going to pull rank on me, huh? So so I, I think that would make me the uh, setter of the ground rules, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Well, hey, let's look ahead at the uh, at the games coming up this week because we're getting into some WCHL action, uh, some early WCHL action, yeah, which is uh, uh, pretty good uh, with the two Arizona schools going at it. But before we get to them and, and Andrew's big picks of the week, let's go through the other three schools. Three other schools are going to be in action. Uh, Missouri State is going on the road to number two, Iowa State. So that's what, number 14 against number two. Tell me what you think is going to happen there, big man. That's going to be that's going to be a tough little test for Missouri State. Iowa State is is always tough to play at home, and it's a tough little barn with a tough crowd to play in front of. And uh, so I think on Friday night, against my better judgment, I think Iowa State is going to pull it out against Missouri State on Friday. Yeah. So okay, they're playing two games. And then I'm going to say on Saturday, I'm going to say Missouri State's going to bounce back and it's going to take it to Iowa State and come back on Saturday and pull out the win. There you go. So we have a Mo State split. That's what uh, Andrew is predicting yep. uh, up there in Ames, Iowa. You know what I think of when I think of Ames, Iowa? Snow. Uh, snow. Yeah, snow, cement. I think it's a great place to win hockey games. That's exactly. You, you know, we were – we were talking to a girl uh, this weekend that was a gymnast at uh, Iowa State, and we told her, you know, you got to go there because 
you got to see it firsthand because it is a great place to go play hockey games. And it is a fantastic place to go win hockey games, right? Isn't that the truth? It's great to shut all those people up. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, okay. So we got a Mo State split up at Iowa State in scenic Ames, America. UCO goes on the road. UCO is ranked number nine in the nation. They're going to go play Lindenwood. I believe Lindenwood is, I don't know what they are. What are they, fifth, sixth, something like that? that Lindenwood's always tough though, right? Yeah, Yeah, they're they're tough. And I believe they're opening up their new uh, barn this weekend, aren't they? That's right. The Centene Ice Center. Yeah. Is uh, open is opening. They they are no longer playing at the Lindenwood Ice Arena in scenic Wentzville. They're now in I think it's in Chesterfield. That's what I, I think when I was looking at it today. I think it's at Chesterfield. I don't know. They have so many rinks. I mean, I you know I I lose track. I'm going to get yelled yeah. at by somebody from Maryville now. But uh, <laughs> holy smokes! Okay, so uh, we have uh, Coach McAllister is bringing his Broncos up to play the Fighting Zombos. What Andrew is your prediction? I, you know what I think we have have being in that situation before going in and playing a team in a new rink. I think Lyndon Woods going to come out just on fire. I think UCO is walking into the lion's nest. You know, come on, give me one for that pun there. And I think <laughs> Wood, I think I think Lyndon Wood is going to take the game on Friday night from UCO. I think with the new barn and all that, the boys are going to be pumped. I think it's going to be tough for UCO. Yeah. Okay. And then. And then then, you know, I'm going split again. I am I think UCO was a good enough hockey team that they have enough talent to overcome all that, and I think they win it on, on Sunday against uh, Lindenwood. Coach McAllister is following my uh, my scheduling theory. When I was uh, when I had the benefit of scheduling games for, uh, for Oklahoma, I loved playing at Lindenwood, and I loved playing there early because um, they're not on a roll just yet. They're just yeah. getting – things going and it's always good to get in there and steal a game or two from them before they figure out what they're doing and they start becoming the, the monstrous machine that they usually are during the regular season. Yeah. So talked about it in the past, right? They usually get up to a slow start. Yep. Yep. So this is a good weekend uh, for, for coach McAllister. I think they have a very good chance of going in there and stealing both games. Um, I'd put my money on uh, Alex Henry when that kid is on in, on. in net. He he can steal games, and yep. uh, we've we've both seen it happen. And um, you know when he when he's off, he's he's off. But uh, when that kid is on, he can win a national championship for you. And he's yep. done it before yep. for for Coach McAllister. And I think I have a sneaky suspicion that Lindenwood's still going to be working out the kinks while uh, UCO is going to uh, surprise us. So you know, I, nothing would excite me more for UCO to go in there and steal both of them. There you go. Let's let go Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, up at CU, boy, they're playing another series of games at the CU Rec Center. Uh, Minot State, the number one team, the defending national champion, the Beavers of Minot State. They're coming down to Boulder to play a pair of games Friday, Saturday against CU. Give me your thoughts, Andrew. I am. I'm going Minot on Friday and Colorado on Saturday. I hope they can. I've I've got faith in the boys. I think they can. I think they'll have it together, and I think they'll pull one out on Saturday and and take it to Minot. Minot has played a pair of games, uh, exhibition games, against a club, a Canadian team, out of Briarcrest College. And I believe they won both of them. One of them was fairly convincing, and one was kind of tight. Yeah, Um, 
but Minot State is Minot State. They're number one. They're the, they're the defending champs. You know, they don't. Yeah. Uh, what what's the old yeah. saying? We we don't we don't rebuild. We reload. Reload. Yeah, that's that's kind of where they're at. But you know, I I've got hopefully Colorado can pull it off. You know, they they're close with Midland and they're a good little hockey team. So hopefully they can get some things figured out and and put some points up on the board and help help their goaltender out some more and uh, and sneak one out on Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I hope so too. I'm not rooting against the buffs at all. So please don't take it that way. I know the last year might not uh, typically struggles when they come to Colorado. I don't know if they get distracted with the mountains or with the wacky tobacco or with uh, whatever else is going on there in Colorado. But uh, last year, remember Colorado state beat, uh, beat Minot and I in Fort Collins. And I believe Boulder split with them. I, was uh, say, I thought Boulder, I thought they split in Boulder, didn't they? I thought they split in Boulder when they came down, but I know that I know that um, uh, CSU got uh, beat Minot in, in a game up there. Because uh, so yeah, so let's let's hope you're right that the Buffs uh, are able to pull one, if not both, of those games out against number one and uh, kind of reset things, at least shake things up for the rankings. And then, and then that just leaves you the mighty Arizona's battling each other out in the desert, right? There we go, boy. The hated rivalry. The Wildcats are coming up to Oceanside uh, to play Arizona. This will be U of A's first uh, first games of the season. U of A is our the defending champion of the Western Collegiate League, and uh, they'll be playing at Arizona State on Friday, Saturday. These games will count in the WCHL standings. So one of these two teams will lead the WCHL uh, after this weekend. Tell I was me, just going to ask you. Yep. Tell me what you think. I, you know, is as good a start as Arizona State has gotten off to, and they're much improved. I think the machine that is Arizona right now is going to come out and take both games. Whoa. And you predicted Arizona was going to repeat as the champion, didn't you? I, I did. I did. And I think uh, – you know, I think Arizona's top line is is dangerous. I, that probably the you know you could probably argue that they're probably the best line in in the entire league, with Bailey Marshall and Cusinelli and all those kids, and with Churro back there in net. I don't uh, I don't see them slowing down, and I I think they're going to take both games this weekend. All righty, you heard it here first. Andrew's predicting Arizona over ASU. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a split. Uh, just knowing Arizona's struggles uh, in terms of uh, getting practice time, I think they've, you know, they're they're getting hosed by the by the arena that they play out of the Tucson yeah. Convention Center. It's a what a, it's a beautiful arena, uh, but it's also a city run thing, and they're just not laying down the ice yet for the U of A team just yet. They're waiting until October first, so U of A is having to find ice elsewhere up in the Phoenix uh, metro area, up in Chandler. Yeah, and, that makes it. That makes. It. Yeah, it makes it really tough. So uh, I wouldn't at all be surprised if there's a split, but you know what? Um, they're the champs for a reason. You got to beat them. So they are. But you know, and in the back of my mind, I would, I would like to see a split and nothing against either team, but I'd like to see it nice and tight, and then give these other teams a chance to play some WCHL action. And because I think we could both agree that last year was probably the most fun season with uh, as close as it was from top to bottom points wise with all the teams. And, and I would like to see a, uh, another season like that where, you know, we're sitting there talking about it going into the last weekend of play with not knowing really who's going to win the thing. Right. 
Yeah, that's, you know, Andrew, I think that's your Oklahoma bias coming out because I heard all of that, what you just said, and it sounded nice and politically correct. But when I dissect it all down, you're saying, I hope all the other teams lose so my Oklahoma team can win. Oh, that's what I heard. You think so? That's what I heard. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know what? I mean, right now, after, after hearing what you had to say on the, on this 40 some odd minutes that we've been on here, I think you're shaking your pom poms for both Oklahoma, Russia and Arizona. I think, I think those are your top three that you're shaking your pom poms for now. In no particular order, right? Well, you know, you might be favoring the Russians, so. Uh, this is the American <laughs> Collegiate Hockey Association. Aren't, Nothing against those two boys. Aren't we? Uh, aren't we all? We're going we're to rooting for the right. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we're going to we're going to have to start calling you Andrew Major Kurtharov or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over, over the Rov in there or something like that, right? <laughs> All righty. Well, hey, that's what we've got for this upcoming weekend. It's uh, f- uh, it looks like a fun weekend. What do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, but only two of them are conference games. And then after that, boy, the weekend after that, holy smokes almighty. It's a full on, full on uh, with the uh, Arizona's at the Oklahoma's and Colorado is out at Missouri State. Uh, so we got our, that's a, a heck of a weekend to look forward to the first weekend in October. And Andrew, just a, a, a brief hint. We're also going to come back with Andrew's three stars of the weekend. And since they're well. WCHL players, they're limited to you know just these teams. So sorry, there won't be anybody from Oklahoma or Colorado State next week because they're not playing. Um, and also, Andrew, surprise, surprise, we're going to have the results from the WCHL coaches preseason poll. Um, I've been tabulating the results. In fact, while we've been talking, I just got the last results in from the last coach. So seven yep. coaches have responded. Uh, we should have the results of those pretty quick. Who do you think, really quick, just give me a, who do you think is first? Who do you think is last? I'm going to say. Who do you think the coaches said is going to be number one in the conference? I think the coaches are going to probably agree with me and go with Arizona. All right, maybe we'll we'll say we'll see, and then who do you think the coaches are say who's going to be number seven in the conference? Oof, I don't know. I caught some I caught some grief on my prediction of my seventh place team when I did my with my predictions. So <laughs> yes, you did. So so in in favor of shaking my pom poms, I'm going to say they're OU is going to finish last. <laughs> you just can't get away. You cannot yes. get away. <laughs> yeah. Throw that, throw that little uh, belt in the ring there, right? You're, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of grief now at the rink. That's that's for dang sure. <laughs> I, I, I hope all those guys are listening up there. <laughs> uh, they don't listen. They're studying. They're they're they're. We don't have anybody listening to this thing. So. Oh, yeah, they're, they're they're all studying. <laughs> yeah, they're they're at the library. They're studying. They don't know how to work a computer and podcast and stuff. So. <laughs> All right, Andrew, anything else that we need to discuss or have we just exhausted our mental faculties for this entire week? I think we I think we have. But, you know, I think we need you're forgetting something. Oh, no. That we ran into Thursday night as we were walking out of the arena at UCO and and two two people stopped us (laughs) and, and, and. and showed their undying support for our podcast and and told us that they were two of our listeners. So, we're, you know, we're whittling away at that, figuring out who all these poor people are that listen to us ramble. Yes. But we need to give a big shout out to the best scorekeeper in all of the land. 
and her sidekick in Stephen Wanda there at UCO. <laughs> listeners number eight and nine, I believe uh, out of the 11 that do listen to this podcast, Wanda Hutton and Steve Gordon. Uh, Steve is the GM uh, for, for UCO. And uh, he always likes to give us a hard time. And uh, Wanda is his uh, better half. And she definitely, hopefully she gives him a hard time because he he deserves it. But yeah, she, she laid into us. She needed a mention yeah. on, on the podcast and was like, Hey, well, I'm the, I'm the best scorekeeper in the entire conference. Give me a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> that was unexpected. I didn't, I didn't know those, those folks listened at all. I was like, Oh no. So you mark it. So if you guys are listening tonight, you mark it down right here that the OU guy remember to give you the shout out and the commissioner that you told to give a shout out to completely forgot about you. So just mark that down. <laughs> Uh, you're too much. Yeah, you're going to get a free uh, a free Frito pie or something for that one at the from Arctic Edge. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll give me free admission to the next UCO game. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very funny. All right. Well, hey, Wanda and Steve, thanks for listening. We hope you hear this. Um, and uh, good luck up there in uh, in in St. Louis and Chesterfield at the Centene Ice Center. Bring back a couple of W's uh, for the conference right. and for uh, Coach McAllister and the Broncos. All right, Andrew, let's, let's, you know, we want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. We want to thank everybody for uh, uh, putting up with us for, for a few more minutes and for another season of uh, gibberish. Hopefully we'll get better at this as we go along. I doubt it, but hopefully we will. You never know. Miracles might still happen. At this point, yeah, it's just what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Disappointment reigns supreme. And then, um, and then, uh, so follow the WCHL on Twitter at Western CHL. We're also, I'm, I'm probably going to update the website tomorrow, I think is what I'm going to do. You know, it's probably about time with the WCHL game starting up here on uh, Friday, probably ought to get around to updating the website to the 2019, 2020 season. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I was, I went there first today looking for the schedule for upcoming games and all that and. Couldn't find anything, so I went to other places, but it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I failed once again. You know, I was waiting for the OUHockey.com to actually show up, and it showed up. And I said, okay, they're up. I'm going to go to uh, – I'm going to do our Western CHL site now. So That bad boy is firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it is. Yeah, It's, it's firing yeah. all right. <laughs> firing on all cylinders. We got the OU running like a fine top right now. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Hey, hey, uh, li- thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, I am, I don't, is, Andrew, you're on Twitter, aren't you? Stickford AM is S T I C K F O R D A M is Andrew. I am at, uh, well, I'm at, I'm, I'm at Western CHL, but I'm also at a bunch of others. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's reconvene here in uh in a couple of days and let's talk about the results of the games coming up that's let's do it let's do it andrew get us out of here everybody have a good week have a safe week have fun watching the upcoming games and we'll catch you on the flip side